Right, we are continuing in Kitzar in Halachis of Machalis Asuris, foods that are also Bachila in Sibin Memvav. We are up to Sifi Dalit and Alima Zatzach and Sana Bihudis Chava, him and Epigros being worse than Epshak Kais, and Shav Tremendous Zatzlacha, and return home safely. So the Kitzar, Sibin Memvav, Sifi Dalit. Aisha Tashim Basar Bechelev Shkidim, someone who makes a meat dish with almond milk or oat milk, some other part of milk. You have to put almonds or the oats, something of that thing that the milk was made from together with the dish that everyone should recognize that it's not real milk why because it's Myers it looks like but if you have the almond there everyone recognizes that it's not an issue famously there's a discussion over here in the Ramah if this is talking about basar which is an issue what happens if you have chicken with milk, where the whole list of chicken and milk is in this, there are banan, is there a shayla of marasayin, do you still have to put the almonds there or not? The, the Ramah, the Pashas reading of the Ramah in the Shulchan Arach is that you would not have to do in such a case, in other words, which would seemingly say that there's no iser of marasayin, by there are the chenim either argue on the Ramah, explain the Ramah differently, uh, for further things, I am in the Shulchan Arach. Sif, even they could do a hagala in general to kasher kelim. The minig is to not do it stam. That you want to use you use something one day for milchig, you want to use it for fleshig. They keep swapping back and forth between milchig and fleshig. <coughs> we typically don't like that it should be done, and you shouldn't do it unless you have a reason hagala. Unless the sun came trafe, you need to do hagala. Do hagala. The other time when it would be mutter is they is they bring down <coughs> the the brings the truth some safer that if let's say anyways you're kasher kelim for pesach. So for pesach you're allowed to be kasher kelim. So once you're kashering for Pesach, you could say, you know, you can't switch it from Fleshik to Milchig to kasher just to switch from Fleshik to Milchig. But if you're kashering it anyways for Pesach, then you could change it from a Fleshik pot to Milchig pot once you're anyways kashering it for Pesach or vice versa. Siv so wine, meat, or fish that do not have a simon. When you send it with a guy, even worse than a guy who maybe respects it more. Like you know, sometimes a yid who who leaves the derech is sometimes worse. So if you send it a yid who is chashed on mitzvahs, you have to have a double seal to make sure they're not doing a switcheroo. Wine, vinegar, or milk, or pas, or bread, or gvin and cheese. It's enough with one seal. Now, what is the difference between wine, meat, and fish versus the ones we listed over here, mavushal wine, vinegar, <coughs> milk, bread, and cheese? It's because the first ones, if you strange it, you're going to get the nisadai raisa, right? Um, with, with fish and meat, etc., and wine also you're worried about a desara, whereas the other ones were xeris derabanan, so xeris derabanan is enough with one chaisa, or for you to come to nisadai raisa, <coughs> excuse me, then we are, I uh, have two chaisa. So if you design, if you're sending it in a sack, you have what you cinch it around with, you have, uh, you stitch it shut, so it has to be on the inside and tie it on the inside and then seal it, because otherwise it is too easy to tamper and it is not considered to be adequately sealed. So we said you have to seal it. Let's say you sent it and you did not seal it, so what do you have to do with this thing? Are you allowed to keep it or not? Then you have to do if you're able to keep it or not. Cheese and other things that are by a guy. You have a uh, a seal on it, or you have a hashkacha printed on it. If you don't know who put on the seal and who put the sticker, you find the guy's house and something is sealed with the with the vada kasher stickers. We have no idea how it ended up in his kitchen or what's doing over there. Then asur is still is going to be usher because you can't just assume because the thing is sealed that it wasn't the guy himself who put it on. Sivchav. 
יש ליזהר, a person should be careful שלא ילבש על הליצוס, ישראל וכחבים שלא כזה יזהו את זהו. We have to be careful that a yid and a guy should not cook together two pots, in what case? In other words, you have two uh, stove tops, or you know, two, two burners on the stove, and one, a yid is cooking kosher meat at one, and the guy right next to him is cooking <coughs> treif. When is it a problem? So right, if they're uncovered, then you worry that things are going to mix from one to the other. Potentially, not just leave the pots with a housekeeper. If the yid is not there, or the yid is not coming in and out, you worry she's going to cook her own stuff and uh, treif up your gansa kitchen. What to do today? Some people say have a camera in your kitchen, <coughs> so even a dummy camera that she has has a pachad that maybe you're seeing things. But uh, ask your local rabbi what to do. Someone who you do not know that is muchzav bekashras. Also, you're not allowed to buy from him anything wine or anything with a tzad iser. You're not allowed to buy from someone unless you know for a fact that he's muchzav bekashras. But if you're guest in someone's house, you can eat with him as long as you do not know that he is chashras. And the difference is, what is the default? So if you're eating at some, a guest in someone's home and it's not a business or a pronounced thing, and he's a from person, you can assume that 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 he's kosher and you can eat in his house unless you heard that there's reason to suspect that he's not macked on cashers. Otherwise, you can assume that everything is fine and you can eat in his house. However, if it's a business thing where he's selling it, then the default is that he's not okay until you clearly know that he has a cheskas kashras. A person should be careful to not leave in a guy's house a clear utensil that you worry the guy may use it, because again, he may trade it up. Even if he is a uman, he's a knife sharpener, whatever, so you give it to him to fix it. If you worry that he may use it while it's by him, what to do when you get it back. Sometimes what happens is you have a, a chicken that is tied, and they're in the shlachta, or whatever, they're preparing the chicken, and they throw it to the ground, and it's still tied, and then they go and shecht it. Then they shecht it. Why? Because you have a chash, when an animal falls, there seems to be a trefa, unless we see the falling. Or a bird, chicken, etc. that fell. It's not that I have to see after it fell, that it walked, no problem, then it, then it could take it from not being a trefa. However, if they have these chickens tied up, or they have them in those little uh, bins, and they toss it off the back of a truck and it hits the ground and they never saw it walk and they go and check it then there's a big problem of here and also it's smaller you know, cows it's not so practical they don't tie them up but little sheep or, or calves it is an issue and you have to be very careful because it's very easy to come to a problem of trefa and it's a gummer as the kids have said um, with geese, some sort of wart in their intestines. For having traps that they catch, and it potentially could be a trefa. So, therefore, with geese, you have to be very careful to check the intestines to make there's not a trefa somewhere in the intestines. Right? And this is more than again those days when people check in their own house and they do, do check things by themselves. So, you find a small wart, go ask a chacham. Right? Today, <coughs> for us, because the shkachas do uh, most of the work for us. Unless you need a person should not knead dough with milk. Why? Because then you can have a loaf of bread. You're going to see a loaf of bread on the table. You're going to come to eat the bread with meat, and you're not going to assume that the bread is milk. Why would you? And 
if so much so we're worried about this, that if you do make milchik bread, call it pasasura, afilo achalibada. The bread becomes asur even to eat it on its own. So I'm going to say I'm just going to munch on a loaf of bread. If the bread is milchik, we don't want you to eat it at all, throw it out, because they have because they're worried you may come to eat it with meat. Now the kids can give a few exceptions where it still be okay. Leave me to have removed, kadei achilat pamach. So you made a small loaf that you can eat in one shot. Or you made the bread in a different shape that it should be recognizable that it's milchik bread. Then in those cases, it's going to be mutter because I know you're eating it right now, or it's a <coughs> nicker that is milk, you don't have to worry that you're going to come to eat it with meat, right? So that's in Eretz Yisrael, the uh, cheese barakas are a different shape than the potato barakas, right? So people should recognize that it is milk. So a person needs dough with fat from, <coughs> with, of meat would be the same with lacha, that I'm worried you're going to eat it with milk. And <coughs> But a person should not bake bread at the same time that he's cooking a milchik dish or a fleshik dish in the oven. Because maybe some of the butter from the milchik dish or the fat from the fleshik dish is going to go under the bread and then you're going to get the bleas of that. Um, it's going to start evaporating and get absorbed in the bread and the bread is going to become either milchik or fleshik. And if taket float under it, then we assume it's the same thing as if you needed, bro, uh, you needed bread with Milk or meat, and dina kilo nilash imai, says if you need it with it, also lachle fil levade, you're not allowed to eat it even on its own. Sivchava, pasha poyim, and sleep with an echad, but I'm see taka baked bread with a meat in the same oven. So it depends. And we got a tanner salsam, that's sima gula. If it was a sealed oven, so all the steam and uh, whatever the, the juice that, that evaporates from the meat is going to stay in the oven. But sima gula, <coughs> and the roasted meat is uncovered. So also pasach of you're not allowed to eat it with milk because you assumed it absorbed from the meat. But if the meat was covered, or the tanner was a large tanner, it was an open tanner. It's a big tanner, like the tanners that the kids had in his days. In that case, you're not worried that it's going to absorb the flavor, and it is mutter. Now, how do you look at our ovens? Ask your local rabbi if our ovens meet those criteria of being considered gadol and open. should not be roasting meat in the oven that you're baking bread. Because we're worried that fat is going to go under the bread. Even if you have the meat in a pan, we're still worried that something may drip, as I'm sure we've all had experiences of something in a pan still dripping to the bottom of the oven. Oven where they did where fat or milk drip to the bottom. You have to do libon to burn out whatever <coughs> fat or milk is there to kasha the oven. If they have sterilized chickens, so we're worried that maybe in the procedure of sterilization, maybe you cause the trefa. So the kids says, no, general, you can assume that they're okay. Because we rely on the fact that the guy who did the serious, that he's a buck in it, <coughs> and therefore he did it in a proper way, so the aspect here is the race of an imam did not damage intestines in some way that would make the animal trefa. This is a side point. The reason the kid says that we know it was a guy who did it because it's an Israel lab in the Torah for a Israel to be messiahs to sterilize an animal. So neutering dogs, etc. for a vet to do, certainly to do it for a urologist to do it, to a vasectomy to a, to a person, is an Israel minat <coughs> but so this is what we said it's okay if you don't see anything wrong, then you can assume that the guy knew what he was doing. But if it looks like a hodgepodge job, I feel the rachin munachin karai. Even just the stitches are not put in a nice way, or in the soon it becomes awesome.
and it can become dangerous. They make a little hole across from the, the one of the stomachs with, with a needle. You get into a shiloh if this is kosher or not. Ask your local rabbi. Last one for today. Simon Lamed. Sif Lamed, excuse me. Nagin Lassi's Paris Merukachem. They make like uh, fruit preserves, like jams. And what, how would they make them those dishes? This is a Paris Teich Tzluchas. They put it in a dish. They'd cover the dish with the womb of an animal. And they put it in a hot oven. And eventually the, the fruit softens and the steam stays in there. And it turns it into a jam. So you have to make sure it's good. So the issue is that when it's a hot area, that's going to be balea from the cover. So you need to make sure that the cover is a kosher cover, that, the, that the, this womb is from a kosher animal. And he did the proper uh, steps of <coughs> kashering meat, that he salted it and rinsed it appropriately. And what we see from here also, just in general, that he absorbed flavors from the cover. So the same thing, putting a flesh cover in the milk pot would be an issue because whatever is in the food absorbs from the cover.